You're listening to Opening the Tent, Stories of Jewish Belonging, an original podcast produced by the NYU Bronfman Center for Jewish Student Life. Our guest today is Sivia Appleman, a senior in the College of Arts and Science studying politics and philosophy. Do I remember the first time that I was fully cognizant of my Jewish identity or expression? Um... Yeah, it was a bit of a weird example, though, but here's a fun time. So I grew up um, modern Orthodox. My dad is the son of a rabbi. Um, so I kind of grew up in that sort of mold, but it was very much like a Kiruv-oriented community. And Kiruv means like outreach and like trying to be inclusive of all different types of Jewish people. But I think there might have even been like mixed seating because back in the day, like in the early like 50s you know what I'm saying like Judaism in America was just something else (laughs) especially orthodoxy but I think that something my grandfather would always say when he ran the shul he would be like this is not an orthodox space like we're a space for Jewish people like that's like stop calling us orthodox like it's not it's okay listen we follow halacha we keep the Jewish law but at the end of the day like we're all Jewish people so for me that was like I guess the background and the mold that I came through but also understanding that my mom converted to Judaism from Catholicism so half my family's not Jewish so at the time when this moment happened this realization happened that oh my goodness I'm Jewish and there exists something uh, called the non-Jews um I remember I was I was very young. I was maybe like five or six and I was at my non-Jewish cousin's wedding and we were in a, because the wedding was on Saturday, my mom and I were in a hotel the whole day and we were going to go to the wedding afterwards. Um, and then I remember like my mom said that grandma and grandpa are going to be driving over to pick us up before the wedding. And all of a sudden I said, oh my God, grandma and grandpa don't keep Shabbos. And that's when my mom realized Oh no, Sivia. Um, let me explain to you something. Um, so I converted to Judaism and um I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And she said, Hashem spoke to me and I decided to become Jewish. And I was like, okay, cool. And my mom, every time my mom tells that story, she's always like, Sivia was so fine with it. She was so normal, as if that's like a normal thing to say to a six-year-old. And I was like, okay. I guess I thought, you know, I, so again, I grew up in a modern Orthodox Jewish school, went my whole life, K through 12, um, to Yeshiva Day School, and I also went to seminary for a year and a half in Israel, um, and being in college was what I like to call, you know, the bursting of the bubble, right? Like, some people, especially where I can't grew up, a lot, a lot of them just go straight to, you know, Queens College or Yeshiva University or Stern College for Women, and just like to stay within that Jewish bubble and within the, especially the Orthodox bubble. And I specifically told myself in high school that I don't want that. I want to see the world. I want to meet all different types of people and not be stuck in my own worldview. You know, I want to see, be exposed to all different types of worldviews while still holding mine um, to my own. But then I also remember when I got to college, it was, it was a bit of a shock um, in certain respects, because I thought, oh, yeah, I'm used to, like, hanging out with non-Jews because I'm Sivia and, like, half my family's not Jewish. But then when I saw, when I, like, in classes and whatnot, I found it very easy for myself to make friends um, with people who were not Jewish. Um, but I felt that my own Jewish friends at NYU didn't 
always have that experience, especially the more orthodox ones. So it was always a bit interesting to me where I would like feel comfortable hanging out with my non-Jewish friends outside of class or inviting them to birthday parties or even inviting them to Shabbat sometimes just like to hang out with them. Um, And I saw that some of my own friends, orthodox and not, um, didn't always feel that way. Um, And I guess like I've been reflecting on that a lot um, and especially thinking of it, you know, almost as you know, I love Hannah Montana. So my own uh, best of both worlds kind of situation of, you know, on the one hand, I am very involved in the Brothman Center and especially Shalhevet, the Orthodox community. On the other hand, I do a lot of things uh, in this university that sometimes I'm the only Jewish person in the room. Um, And I found I've been able to find community in both kind of spaces, right? Like one space, it's that almost um, the Rav Soloveitchik, who is the founder of modern orthodoxy, he talks about this like existential loneliness almost, right? Where sometimes even if you're in a a room like surrounded by a thousand people, you still can feel completely and utterly alone. And I've definitely felt that, especially being the only Jew in the room at certain times or the only Jewish person in the room at certain times. But even in my own Orthodox spaces, or even in my own Brahman Center, there are times where I've also felt that loneliness. So I think it, you know, different expressions of my own identity have um, developed in either space that I've been in. So I found that to be really fascinating for me. So lots of times I've been using the words non-Orthodox, Orthodox, Jewish, whatever it is, you know, like, what is this? So I feel like within, I found myself primarily through, for most of my life, within Orthodox spaces. And again, like similar to the synagogue that my grandfather, my grandparents ran, um, although they didn't, you know, like at the end of the day, it was like Orthodox, you know, but modern Orthodox within itself could mean that, oh, like you keep Shabbat, you keep kosher, but like. Maybe you wear pants, or maybe you eat out dairy, or maybe you, you know, don't pray in the morning, or whatever it is. So there's a, quite a variety, or a variance, I guess, of um, levels of observation within orthodoxy, um, and other labels as well. Like, there's uh, modern orthodox machmir, which means, like, you're more stringent, or why you machmir, which means, like, you're more into the yeshiva university kind of world, and you hold more to their stringencies, Um, and same thing with Zionism and how that fits in. Um, but personally, I guess I, in, when people ask me what my denomination is, my, and my explanation of it will differ depending on who I say it to. So I like to say, I like to say modern Orthodox Mahmir because the initials for that spells out mom. And I feel like that's just a great denomination to have. The part of that, that's a little hurtful to me, that, that name of modern Orthodox Mahmir indicates that modern orthodoxy on its own is not machmir meaning that it's not stringent and that it's like the base level and that you know people who are modern orthodox aren't really from and like from is the word used there's not even a real good translation of it just a word that people throw around to say like oh like more religious or more whatever but at the end of the day i think you know like like we were saying before a lot of these labels tend to divide us more than um, helping our own self-identity. So I guess the way I like to describe myself is, you know, um, somebody who keeps halakha, the Jewish law, um, some uh, to the best of her ability, 
um, and who also believes in Torah Umada, which is the phrase meaning Torah and secular works, right? Who holds that we're not, the way I like to phrase it is that God created a universe, not a shtetl. Like we're not just here to exist within ourselves. We're here to exist and understand our own Torah values and understand our individuality as Jewish people, but also recognize that we're part of a larger world and seeing how we fit into that mold and seeing how um, we can connect with others who are different than ourselves. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by the Beehive Story Collective of the NYU Bronfman Center. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts for new episodes every Monday.